Hey everyone, I'm Abby with the Egyptian Pig Loin. And I'm Jenny with the T-Rex Condom. Welcome to Blame It on the Vag. Your weekly vagina talk with your besties. This week, we're talking all about the five love languages. And we're going over your survey results. But first, how's your vag, Abby? Oh, my vag is fine. I'm on my period, so it's been kind of shitty just because lately here it seems like my um cramps and things like that have been just worse but maybe it's just in my head I don't know because we're all quarantined and and everything (laughs) everything is just like magnetized 10 times how about you Jenny how's yours I actually started my period out of the blue (gasps) A oh. week ago, yeah. that never I, happens to you. No, that's such a shocker. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely one of those, oh, okay, so we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been kind of killer. But it's starting to taper off, I think. I, you can never tell anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing this? Oh, we're done? Oh, wait, no, there's more. Back. <laughs> I ordered a new vibrator from Adam and Eve. Oh, my God. You guys, first of all, it comes not in a box. I'm used to ordering from Amazon where it comes in a box. You can't fucking tell what it is. So it comes in a bag and not like a padded bag. It comes in the bag that Kohl's sends you your clothes in or Old Navy that you order. So this flimsy bag. So I'm up in the scrap room editing the podcast and my dad walks in squeezing the package (laughs) going, what the fuck did you order? Oh, my God. And I panicked. So the first thing I could think of as I'm dashing across the room and yanking it out of his hand (laughs) is a flashlight. (laughs) To which he says, well, that's stupid. We have like 20 million of them in the house. (laughs) I need to see this flashlight that's so much better than anything we have. Oh, fuck. He finally... Like, pours himself a drink, grabs his cigar, goes out to his big motorhome garage to smoke. So I rip open the packaging. It is three times the size of my other vibrator. (laughs) It is, like, fucking ginormous. I don't even know how I'm going to get the thing in me. Like, it's that big. Oh. So... That was the other problem. And then there's the whole, what do I do with the trash? Because dad goes through, we have a small trash can and he refuses to upgrade to the larger one. So he goes through the trash and rearranges it. Oh my God. So you can't throw anything away. And I'm babysitting the kids this weekend at my brother's and I had meant to bring the packaging over here. So you bring it. (laughs) to toss it here but I completely forgot of course so it's just hiding out in my room and I have to figure out what to do the packaging is too big so I can't cut it up there's too much of it it's not like the small box that the other one came in that from Amazon that said for female masturbation (laughs) (laughs) 
This one is clearly not even... It doesn't say anything like that. I think it does say, like, rabbit on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And probably has a picture, too. But it's it's too big. The packaging is too big to cut up. So you're just going to have, like, all random toy sh- packages shit, like, stashed under your bed. And eventually, right. when you move out of your dad's house, they're going to, like, like move your bed. There's just going to be hundreds of vibrator packages <laughs> under your bed <laughs> and yes. your dad's just like is that what you've been ordering <laughs> where's all the flashlights <laughs> it's like that i like to collect flashlights that's my new hobby <laughs> jenny's flashlight collection mm-hmm. <sighs> I know someone from the gym that I had told the story to, she posted on my page when I redid the International Women's Orgasm Day. She posted, grab the flashlight. Oh, Oh, I saw that. I thought she was referring to the, um, when we were talking about putting a flashlight up your vagina to see if you can see the light. No, she's talking about the flashlight that I uh, gave my dad. Yeah. So, yeah, so there, that's that's my story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. You know I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget I have that packaging until I order a new one with more packaging I can't get rid of. And you're right, that will go with that one. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I can't die if I die. Oh, my God. People have strict instructions on my room in case something happens with COVID. Melissa gets my phone and my computer. And then Cindy has to come over and clean out the toys and get rid of any stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Circle the wagons, girl. Protect me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So today we're diving deeper into the five love languages. Yes. Which I didn't realize was written by a pastor. I know, right? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I, I think he was a counselor as well, but yeah, um, I'm not sure what if he had a degree or if he was just. I mean, a lot of the five long love languages, sort of logical type stuff. But we'll get we can get into that later. You know, I don't think you really need a degree to to realize that you have to know what your partner wants and needs and communicate (laughs) and learn that, you know, the five long languages is based is a book that the pastor Gary Chapman wrote in 1992. Well, I think it makes sense to me now um, after some of the stuff that I've read that he was a pastor since he stresses the importance of learning your significant other's love language and modifying your behavior accord according when I was in the church that was one of the big teachings was and and it sort of fits too with Christianity and with Christ you know and acts of service and being there for other people I don't know where that's gone with the whole mask issue but yeah that's a topic for another day right (laughs) that should be a love language people acts of service wear your fucking mask right yeah 
he, I know he was getting frustrated because he feels like a lot of the focus has gone away from that, from learning about your partner and more just learning about yourself and then telling your partner, this is what you need to be doing for me. Mm-hmm. And for him, the pathway to a more fulfilling relationship is to tailor your own expressions of love to what makes your partner feel loved. Yeah. And a quote from him, we cannot rely on our native tongue if our spouse does not understand it. If we want them to feel the love we are trying to communicate, we must express it in their primary love language. Right. Yeah. And it seems like these days that focus is not on that anymore. And it is more on, finding out your own this is mine and so like this is what you need to do for me right right and um and really it just starts with finding your own love language um and then you just go from there you know you find out theirs and that's where the communication needs to start you know right and And the behavior modification the second half of the book is on specific strategies for adapting your behavior to your partner's love language. If it's not yours with a focus on attentiveness and behavioral, like self-regulation sort of. Right. Did find some other researchers and marriage counselors who, of course, no one ever wants to knock anyone else's ideas, which I think is really good, but Julie Gottman from the Gottman Institute for Marriage and Relationship Research. Did I you come across her? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that she made a couple good points, like quality time together to keep the relationship growing, and it shouldn't just be someone's love language. So it shouldn't just be that's my love language or that's not my love language. So I don't need quality time and that's not his love language. So we don't need quality time together and we're going to focus on other things. Right. right. But I think the, the most important takeaway I got from her was that survivors of combat or sexual abuse and trauma and also some people on the autism spectrum don't and won't respond well to partners who insist on physical touch as the way they want to give and receive affection. But that just goes back to communication and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Right. For both of you. Right. And and I I saw that too that she suggested that um you know, learning your partner's love language is just a small part and it's kind of just the foundation of your relationship. So once you learn your partner's love language and they learn yours, then you can continue to build your relationship. Um, And she has like different levels, including um, like managing your conflict, um, affirming your partner's bid for attention And um, so basically she's like, it comes down to being more attentive to your partner and asking, communicating, ask them what they like, ask them how they want to receive love and how they want to be treated, you know, and only then you can start to like even build it even more. I don't think it just ends with love language, you know, Right. and I think they also emphasized that 
the love language thing, it only works when both partners are willing to control and change their own behavior. If only one is trying, then it's not going to work because the other one isn't. So that person who's trying is going to feel, you know, like the other person isn't making the effort to to love, you know, to see to care about them and care about what their wants and needs are. And so they're only giving, 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 but the other partner is not, you know. What was your love language? Okay, so, you know, the funny thing is, like, I didn't really know about love languages until my ex-husband and I were going through counseling before we got divorced. Our counselor had us take the love language quiz, and she brought it up. Um, and so we took it and of course we had completely different love languages. Um, and, and it's interesting because, you know, in doing the research too, um, they were talking about how, you know, your love language can change depending on the situation. And I don't think it has to be completely set in stone. When she first told us about it, I was like, oh, this is it this is my love language and this is all it's ever going to be. And that's it. Right. But I don't think that's the case. I think that it can change and I can, um, accord, like it may not have, you may not have one primary love language. You may have several different ones. And then also, yeah, your expression of affection can vary in significance according to context. So according to what your situation is, because my love language was different with my ex-husband than it is now, um, because I think it's based on varying like needs in the relationship too. you know, what you need out of your partner and what they need out of you at that particular time. And when you grow and when you change and age and things like that, I think it can change as well. Um and, it, and things can be certain things can be more meaningful depending on the situation, you know, like a gift during a certain time could be more meaningful than touch or something like that, even though your love language might be touch, you know, or something. So, right. So then but then if that's the case and people start believing that you can have like a pigeonhole effect and think that that's it, that's you have to have that one language and it can never change and you don't recognize any others, you know? So I can see that being sort of a flaw and that I think couples need to realize that it can change and it can, it can kind of adjust to where you're at. When I took the quiz, words of affirmation ended up being mine, which I don't know why it kind of surprised me. Quality time was second. And then Receiving gifts and physical touch were tied. But I think words of affirmation make sense, especially for what's going on in my life right now. And I really seem to have missed that in my marriage, especially over the last three years or so, but especially over the last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why that surprised me now, actually. Right. Right. It says that I am beautiful to them goes a long way. Or they love my laugh. It's not even how I look. It's that they love my laugh or I make them laugh. It's things like that. Oh, yeah. So mine is quality time. 
is was number one, but then physical touch is right after that. So, um, but back with my ex-husband, it was quality time and acts of service. And I think part of it was because uh, the acts of service and quality time, because I never saw him mm-hmm. and he, um, and certain things, I think that um, I needed to be done around the house would not get done, you know, right. and or that or I had to do a lot of it because he worked all the time, I think was part of it. Um, but now, as I've gotten older, I think quality time has always been a big part for me, though. Like I, I need to be with that person. I need to see that person and spend the time with them and the and, um, you know, having them want to spend time with me is a big thing right you know the funny thing is josh's is quality time and uh physical touch as well so we have the same love language so that's kind of easy for us you know right it makes makes it a lot easier for me because i know that he expresses it in the same way that i do you know so that's not that hard Right. It makes it easier because no one has to learn to adapt behavior. It's just something that comes naturally to both of you and it works for both of you. Right. Yeah. So, but I do think that there's, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think love languages are the be all end all of a relationship. Um, And I think that we shouldn't get hung up on that. And I think, Previously, I was hung up on that, and um, but I think there's lots of different other factors that go into relationship, and it's not just love languages, right? You know, and so you have to consider everything else as well, and um, that even if you aren't good at speaking your partner's love language or it's hard, that there's other ways that you can express your love. The, and and I think it just comes down to communication, too. Like, you just have to communicate with them, and they have to communicate with you. And if you can do that, and you can talk about that stuff, then, and if you're willing to learn, and you're willing to adapt if you need to, and they know that, then I think it'll last. Yes. So, I mean, it's just being... I mean, that's what you do in a relationship, right? You think about the needs and wants of the other person. You try to make them happy, right? Right. Yes, this is true. And that, and that's always the thing that both of us really like. As far as that quality time, going back to that, is we do like spending time together. And we do like being together. And, you know, even if we're just sitting on the couch, I'm reading and he's doing his thing. I just want to be next to that person you know yes so and for me quality time even is checking in throughout the day at work like over the phone right I did not get that with some other relationships and it really made me feel I think part of it like makes me feel insignificant and forgotten I guess Mm -hmm. or that I'm not you know they don't care enough to check in and see how I'm doing like throughout the day, even though I do with them, you know, or it, it started to be where right. I was the only one 
checking in or whatever. So I felt stupid, you know. And so. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So and I think part of that is the, you know, I think part of that is just that quality time and wanting. I think that counts as it, you know, taking that time to to devote to your person. Even it's just like, I mean, because Josh and I, Josh can't have his phone at work. And so it'll just be like on his breaks or something. And he'll be like, hey, I hope you're having a good day. You know, honey, and like kissy face and all that kind of stuff. Or, you know, later on, I'll then I'll text him and be like, I hope your day's going good. Or I'll text him a picture or something and stuff like that. So, yeah. And I know some people don't care about that, but this is what what we like to do. And it works for us. Yeah. To me, there's nothing more annoying than sending someone a message and then not hearing anything. For hours. Oh my God, it's it's the worst. It is. And the 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 one before Josh was like fucking twenty four hours. At the end, at the end. I mean, he he was better back, you know. But towards the end, it was like, okay, no, this is not gonna work. You're taking fucking a whole day to fucking respond to me, and we've been together a year and a half. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) That's just not. And and when you voiced that that's something that you need and it's mm-hmm. still and it still doesn't get done or they make you feel like it's you like and you're being like super needy or clingy yes. and like or no ridiculous. huh or just ridiculous that yeah. was a word I heard I hear a lot no you're being ridiculous. I'm sorry. I want to hear from you after a fucking day, like more than just a day in between. Like in a relationship, you don't just talk once in 24 hours. Right. It's not how that works. Yeah. Totally get it. But again, it comes down to that communication, you know, and having to work. I mean, you have to work for your relationship. You can't just sit back and not do anything because at that point you're just fuck buddies right or roommates if you're not even having sex right exactly just passing in the night (laughs) but are we ready for the survey let's find out what your love language is besties how do you express your love so the first question was what is your top love language And the most popular, let's get physical, physical, I want to get physical, my language is physical. (laughs) I feel like I had to finish the whole thing, that was really fucking awkward. But (laughs) tied with that were other responses, and I'm just going to pick out a few. Okay. So we had like... Um, I deserve to have all of them and happy to give all as needed. Okay. Ooh, ooh, I like that answer. I believe mine is an equal of words of affirmation and physical touch. Okay. Okay. You must know this person. I'm Jill's bitch. Do you know anyone with someone named Jill? Well, okay, so Josh's mom's name is Jill, so it must be her best friend, because 
And then we had a tie. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, words of affirmation are my love language. Mm -hmm. That one tied with, does everybody know what time it is? Tool time. No, no, it's quality time. This isn't how I'm <laughs> Then, as you wish, acts of service are my love language. Then, when it comes to love languages, I'm a multitasker. And last but not least, love languages are dumb, Karen. Wait, did anybody have gifts? Nobody had gifts. Nobody had gifts. Receiving gifts. I mean, who says it's better to give than to receive besides okay. your mother? Nobody. I know had somebody gifts. whose love language is gifts. And um, I remember her telling me that at one point, like, she's been married for a while now. And she just has to, like, buy herself gifts. <laughs> she's like, I've just resorted to just telling him I'm going to get myself, myself and say it's from you. <laughs> I was like, hey, if it works, you know. Especially if they play along. Yeah, if they're cool I with it. I you like it. Right. That's such a great sweater I bought you. <laughs> right? I love it. It doesn't even look familiar. I don't remember getting it. <laughs> I must have blacked out. But I'm glad I did. Question number two. Is your partner's love language different than yours? Oh, this is sad. 60% of our people said, we're not even on the same planet or in the same galaxy. Oh, That's yeah. no, Karen. Oh. Then 20% said, we are twin flames, two halves of the same soul. That's a hell to the yes, besties. All right, Josh totally picked that one. I know he did. He said he took the quiz. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I bet he did. Okay, and then I'm just going to pull a few from other. Not sure what my partner's love language is. Okay. Maybe learn it, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Chad. I, yeah, you're the good Chad. <laughs> Some overlap, as I remember. It's been a bit. His is words of affirmation only. And then having a partner is dumb, Karen. <laughs> we get some of those. Yeah, we got some of those. Can't say I blame you. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes it's nice to just be single and fuck around. Yes, it is. I mean, literally and physically. Yes. Question number three. Do you feel your love language results accurately depict how you like to express your love? 45% of our respondents said, nailed it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we had... 36% with one out of several isn't bad. I've got multiple love languages. Okay. Jill is also my bitch. <laughs> okay. I was surprised by the results. Wasn't expecting affirmations. 
we had 10% say, you don't know me, Karen, and neither did that survey. And don't get me started on yours either. Okay. <laughs> hey, you are entitled to your opinion. <laughs> Question number four, do you and your partner actively try to speak each other's love language? The good news is we had zero people say, no, love languages are dumb, Karen. Oh, that's nice. We had 45% say, sometimes love languages are hard, like math hard. Mm -hmm. 31% said, yes, we give it the old college try. Mm -hmm. And then let's pick a couple of other responses. No, we don't think about love languages. We just do our best for each other and circumstance. That's okay. cool. That's good. Yeah. Don't have a partner, but when I did, I tried to get him to read the book. Failing that, I tried to at least get him to take the quiz. He refused. Mm. By the way, he was all the goddamn love languages. He needed every one of them all the time. <laughs> So what you're saying is he's high maintenance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. Well, good thing he uh, is an ex then. I do try to. He doesn't acknowledge my love language, even though I have repeatedly told him what it is and how it would make me feel. Oh. Oh, See, that's the that's again where it goes. Both partners have to try. Right. You know, because if one does and the other doesn't, it ends up being a mess. Yeah. Question number five. Do you feel love languages are an important part of a relationship, not just romantic? Seventy eight percent said yes, it's one piece of the puzzle, but an important one. And in parentheses, guard it from the cat. Those fuckers like to steal a piece just to drive you crazy. (laughs) Uh, 20% said, no, we're doing just fine without one. But thanks for making me overthink it now, Karen. (laughs) And then let's see if we had any other responses. I think it varies from couple to couple. And question six that wasn't really a question. Remember, besties, we just want you to express your love in your own unique way. And by we, we mean Abby. Jenny isn't really into this love stuff (laughs) or the language or the stuff. (laughs) 55% said, thanks, besties. You're the best besties. 31% said, I just feel sorry for Jenny. Nine <laughs> percent <laughs> said, "Okay, we get it, Karen." <laughs> Let's see if we had any other responses. We had one. Jill, I've loved being your bitch for fifty-three years. Okay. <laughs> So lots of Jill and lots of bitches. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everyone who took the quiz. That was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting topic for sure. And we love hearing your results. 
Like Abby said, it shouldn't be the primary focus of a relationship. It should be one part of a whole. Yeah. And I know these days it's just, it's so hard with everything going on. Everyone's so stressed. And when you're stressed, it can kind of bleed into your relationship. And it's, it's, it's even hard to think about having to adjust your behavior for your partner, even, you know, when you're just trying to get through the day and you're just trying to get through your own shit, it's hard to have to think about somebody else. So as long as you keep those communication lines open, you know, don't go out and like, I mean, you don't have to just every single day be like, you know, oh my God, I have to run out. My, my person's thing is a gift. So I have to like buy them a gift all the time or, you know, because it'll stress you out, I'm sure, right? Like, yes. So, you know, just try to communicate with them. And, you know, if you're both trying, and but if you both know that you're both super stressed right now and you're just doing the best that you can, then that's fine, too, you know? You know, receiving gifts are little things, too. It doesn't have to be something big. When you're gassing up the gas station, if you know that he loves or she loves almond M&Ms and they happen to have some in that gas station, grab a pack, a small pack, like just little gifts to let them know you're thinking about them throughout the day. It doesn't have to be a big gift all the time. It can just be a little gift here and there. Well, and I'll even do that. I'll be picking up you know, something for my kids at Walgreens, like sometimes I'll get them because I feel like kids a lot of times their love language is gifts because that's easy for them to, they put that, you know, that concept of love, it's visible, you know, for them when they're smaller. And so, you know, you pick things up for them, but I'll even get stuff for Josh, you know, it's like, I know he likes Butterfingers, so I'll, I'll bring him like a Butterfinger or something. And even though neither of us have gifts, like that's way far down on our our list, I'll still just bring him something because because I was thinking about him, you know. Right. So, so it doesn't always have to like like we were saying before, it doesn't have to be pigeonholed into just one, you know. You can't be like, oh, his thing's not gifts, so whatever, I'm not gonna get it. <laughs> like you could think of something like that, and and they would appreciate it. And I think anybody who loves you will appreciate your efforts, whatever it is. Yes. You know, you know, even if you're you're failing at trying to speak their love language, whatever effort you're making to show your love to them, hopefully that they will appreciate that. And if they don't, then it's time to sit down and have a serious conversation. Agreed. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Go forth and experiment with your love languages. <laughs> Unless you don't believe in them, Karen. Yes, totally fine. Just go forth and, you know, do what you're doing then. Yeah. Do what works. Whatever works for you, whatever makes you happy. That's what we encourage. Yes. We just want you to be living your best life in every aspect. As best as your life can be during quarantine. And we also just want you all wearing your fucking masks yes that too that's it you can find us on instagram avi is updating that page a lot now so 
Follow us on there for some fun pictures and memes throughout the week. You can follow us on Facebook. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We are sometimes on Twitter. Yeah, that one kind of slips through the cracks. (laughs) That's okay. We can't be everywhere all the time. Right, right. This isn't our full-time job. So No. Until it is. And have a great week. Bye. Bye.